Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Afternoon. You know all these fuel shortages that are going on at the moment? I found like a handy quiz on the internet that tells you whether or not you should panic buy fuel. So I'm just going to have a go at it myself to, to see whether... Whether I should, okay. Question one, can you drive? Yes. Yeah, I, I can drive. Question two, do you own a car? Um, well, I, I actually don't, but let's, let's say for the purpose of this, yeah, I do. Okay. Do you need to use your imaginary car in the near future? Why? Why, yes, I do. Can you use anything else to complete your journey? Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Uh, no. I, I don't do public transport. Oh. Um... Is your car low on fuel? No. Are you going to the Conservative Party conference? Um, let's say, let's say yes. Um, is it five in the morning? Um, nearly. Are you, are you currently sat in a queue? Um, yeah, it does look a bit like it. Um, are you a complete and utter tool? Uh, I'm going to say, say yes. Let's get the results. Okay, yes, it says I should panic by fuel. Brilliant. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Oh, just like me, that song sums me up. Lil Huddy, Party Crasher on Wizard Radio. I'm here to, to crash this party. Hi, it's Alec. How are you? How's it going? The weekend take my breath was before that. And I'm on, I'm here, I'm live until 5pm. I'm on a bit of a squeaky chair. Sorry, I'll sit still. Um, And I'm live in Manchester, which is of particular note this week because it's the home to the Tory party conference. Um, I have been out today, but I haven't yet bumped into... Matt Hancock or Michael Gove or anyone. I haven't seen them yet, but I'll let you know. If I spot them, you will hear about it. 
I'll, I'll keep an eye out on my window just in case they walk past. I'm on the first floor, so that does seem unlikely. But you never know. Um, you never want to know where Matt Hancock's been when, when no one's expecting him to be there. So, on the show today, quite a busy one, and I don't, I don't say that lightly. I wouldn't lie to you. It is quite a busy show, including what I got up to last weekend when I was really bored. I'm, I'm, I'm in a weird phase at the moment. I'm just, I'm just doing weird things for something to do. And this is one of those slightly weird things that I've been doing to entertain myself. Uh, more details on that to come in about five minutes time. We need to talk about trucks a bit more. Who doesn't love a bit of truck chat? Also, screws. Let's talk about them. The, you know, the, the little silver metal things, not anything else. And do you have a Finster? Do you know what Finster is? We need to discuss this. We'll do that after four o'clock. Plus, at ten past four, I have a game for you. I like a, a game on a Saturday afternoon. This week's game is called Vaxed or Vexed. Um, I'll explain all that in a bit. And this is exciting. 4.25. Set an alarm because I am going to reveal something to you that I have never, ever really talked about on the radio before. I've been doing this show for over four years. I've never mentioned, I've just never really told you about this particular area of my life. But we're going to go there. We're going to delve into it after four o'clock. So if you're intrigued, then make sure you keep listening. Plus, I'll play Dylan and the new Ed Sheeran song. Wizkid, Justin Bieber is next. And before we get into all that, let's talk about the best and the worst things in the world this week. What's been happening? I'm going to fill you in on what I'm, I'm liking and disliking. I mean, first of all, I guess the the biggest news story of the week, and I know this is a bit of a, a gear shift, but I, I always feel like when there's something huge like this, it is worth mentioning because otherwise it looks like you're sticking your head in the sand um obviously the the policeman who killed sarah everard was sentenced this week and i mean all the details that came out were pretty gruesome and it's made me very angry um but i think one of the the more bizarre and ridiculous things that's come out of it is the suggestion that if a woman is interacting with a police officer and she feels threatened by them they should flag down a bus to um, get the bus driver to come and help out, which many people on Twitter have been rightly pointing out is complete and utter nonsense. Like, in in what world do the bus drivers have authority over the police? It it doesn't make sense. It's such an odd suggestion to have come from like a really high up police person. It's bizarre, and you wonder what they're thinking. What's going through their heads when they say things like that? I know, flag that, flag down a bus. They'll help. No, they won't. They'll drive straight past you and splash you, and it won't help at all. And it'll just escalate the situation more. Bizarre. It's really annoyed me. All of that stuff has kind of angered me uh, this week. And so that is the worst thing in the world. The idea that if you flag down a bus, if you're talking to a police officer, then it'll all be fine. What planet are you on? Um, but moving on. Because it's not its not all bad. There's some joy in the world. Um, the best thing, I think, it's, it's a toss-up between two things. One of them is a man who joined his own search party. I've been enjoying that story um, where he you know, found a group of people looking for someone. Uh, where did this happen? I can't remember where it happened, but I think it was in Italy. And they were searching for him and he was like, oh, what's going on? What are you doing? Let me help. 
and he went around with them for a while and then he was like hang on who are you looking for again and it became apparent that it was actually him they were looking for all along <laughs> so that's quite funny i enjoyed that story but also this has brought me such joy and it was so unexpected it came completely out of the blue it's about doctor who so if you're not into doctor who you'll find this a bit geeky and sad so i apologize but i love doctor who when i was really little my dad would tell me about this show that used to be on the TV called Doctor Who and how good it was and it was about a man who time travelled in a police box and I was like wow I wish I could watch Doctor Who and then they brought it back and I remember watching the first ever episode of the new series of Doctor Who and I was like when was it? I must have been five and I just thought it was brilliant and I've kind of loved it ever since you know you kind of your interest in it dips a bit when you think the writing's not very good and the last few years I've watched it but not really thought it was amazing but they announced this week a man called Russell T Davies who is, is a brilliant writer who wrote It's a Sin which was on telly last year he wrote Doctor Who in 2005 when it first came back and I thought it was brilliant and amazing and it's never been as good since and he's coming back he's coming back to write Doctor Who again for like a second stint and like you know a lot of the time when these things happen there's always rumours Rumours always seem to escape and there are leaks and the papers get it before it's officially announced or Twitter or something. There was nothing about this. Like, not a soul knew about it. Well, publicly anyway. And then they just dropped it on like a Monday afternoon. They were like, oh, by the way, Russell T. Davies is coming back to Doctor Who. Nobody was expecting it. And I was like, hang on, is this, is this real? Surely not. But it was real. It came from an actual account. It's been verified multiple times. He's back. The best writer Doctor Who has had since it's been back on the TV is coming back to the show. And as a show that, you know, I've loved since I was like a little boy when I was like f five. It's just the most exciting thing ever. I feel as excited now as I did back then to see his next series. And I love that because I don't get excited about a lot of stuff in that way. But I'm genuinely so excited for it to be back with him writing it. So that's wonderful news. The only slight annoyance is I don't think we'll actually get to see it until like 2024, which is three years away. But I'll, I'll just be excited for three years. That is the best thing in the world this week for sure. And I'm very happy about it, as you can tell, because I'm a massive loser. But Doctor Who is great. Okay, let's move on and stop geeking out about RTD. Coming up next, uh, I'll tell you what I got up to last weekend when I was bored. <laughs> uh, we'll do that after Wizkid, Justin Bieber and Thames' his Essence, Wizard Radio. Wizkid, Justin Bieber, Thames with Essence, it's Wizard Radio. And I am, <laughs> what's my name? I'm Alec Feldman, hi. Uh, playing Dylan and Ed Sheeran soon. I'm in a, a weird bit of my life at the moment. You know how I've, I've well, it was like a year ago, over a year ago that I decided I was going to move to Manchester, see what happens. And I've been here like over a year. A lot of that time has just been pandemic, lockdown, local lockdown, fire break lockdown, Christmas lockdown, um, not a lockdown, tier three lockdown, various different levels of lockdown. And so it's been quite limiting in what I can go and see and do. But now no lockdown, no COVID rules. I am double vaxxed. This is kind of as good as it gets, I think. So I've been trying to do a bit more and go to more places and see more people. Here's the thing. I I don't really know that many people in Manchester, <laughs> as tends to happen if you move to a city that's kind of all new and scary and exciting. Um, so my social calendar is not exactly overflowing, combined with the fact that I don't actually have a lot of free time, believe it or not. 
I know I only do this for two hours, well, three hours a week, including the weekly mixtape, but I, I do have other stuff going on, so I'm, I'm very busy, I promise. But I've been making more of an effort to, like, go out and be sociable and see people. And last weekend, it was last Saturday night, um, I was free on the Saturday night. I didn't have anything to do on the Sunday, so I was like, brilliant, I'm going to do something, make plans. And the plans I ended up making were with my housemate. My housemate, by the way, if you've been listening to the show for a very long time, only other boy that I used to live with like two years ago, uh, he's back on and he's got a girlfriend and she had come over from Poland and she was staying with us last weekend from Poland and they're like, oh, we're just gonna, just gonna go and like, I don't know, have some like tea out or something um, in the evening. And I was like, brilliant. I'll come along. Well, no, they, they did invite me along. I didn't just invite myself. They invited me along, right? And so I went along, and it was very nice. And then they were like, it got to like seven, eight o'clock, and they were like, right, well, that's us done. Time to go home and watch Friends. And I was like, what? But it's so early. The night is young. There's so much more to be done. And so whilst they were trying to get back uh, home, I was messaging basically everyone I know in Manchester, which isn't that many people to be honest. Being like, what are you doing? Are you busy? Do you want to do something? Let's make plans. Um, uh, one of my mates, um, the the girl who lives in Bolton, the Boltonian girl, she she was busy. Um, someone else who I work with was busy. Uh, and I've got another friend. He's, he's a lovely lad. He's called Geordie Joe because he's, he's called Joe and he's from Newcastle. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I'm, I'm just sort of out with my dad. And I was like, oh, right. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm bored. I want to do something. He's like, well, I suppose you can come meet us if you want. And this was an interesting dilemma because, you know, the respectful, nice person that I tried to be would be like, oh, no, don't worry. If you're with your dad, he's come to visit you all the way from Newcastle. Now, I'll, I'll, you have a nice time. We'll do it another time. But the part of me that was really bored wanted to go, yes, maybe he's just saying that to be polite, but... I do actually want something to do, so I'm going to go and hang out with them. And that, that was the part that won. And so I decided I was just going to go and basically crash my friend Geordie Joe's date night with his dad. And I did. I got the tram. I got the tram all the way to Media City in Salford. It's very, like, sexy and shiny. It's where the BBC is and stuff. And I invited myself to hang out with my friend Joe and his dad. And you know what? It was very nice. His dad is a lovely man. He's even He's got an even stronger accent than Joe does. It's a miracle that we could understand each other. But we had a lovely time. And he's very nice. And we're friends now. We're tight. Me and me and Joe's dad. Um, I hope he doesn't begrudge me just inviting myself to hang out with them too much. But it was a great time. I think this could be the, the blossoming of a beautiful friendship in the future. Possibly. Is that weird? I feel like you'll you'll probably think that's quite weird that I just invited myself to hang out with my friend and his dad. But it was a good time. A good time was had by all, I promise. Uh, if you'd like me to come and hang out with you and your dad, just, you know, you know my number. I'm free all the time. Let us know. This is Dylan, someone else on Wizard Radio. Saturday afternoon on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. And that was Dylan with someone else on the way. Ed Sheeran, Justice Bennett and Naked. Oh, no, I remember Naked. Oh, this is like 2016 all over again. Brilliant. Uh, that's all on the way. But first, shortages. They've been in the news like every week for the last few months because Brexit. But basically what it, it comes down to, all the things that there are shortages of, like petrol, although apparently there isn't actually a petrol shortage. It's just idiots panic buying. Like petrol or 
carbon dioxide. Or what else have we had shortages of? I don't know. Baked beans, chicken, Coca-Cola. You name it, we've probably had a shortage of it at some point in the last few weeks. It all actually comes down to truckers. I've got a lot of time for truckers because it's just quite a rubbish job, apparently. Like, they end up having to shower with wet wipes and eat ready meals from service stations and get no sleep. And all in all, it does sound like a pretty tough job, so much respect to the trucking community. But basically, there aren't enough of them because Brexit and we've basically told all the European truck drivers to go away. And now we've gone, oh, no, we actually needed them. Oh, bother. Uh, And the result is the shelves are empty. There's a big problem. So now what's happening is the UK government are writing to people, basically anyone that can drive, as far as I can work out, to say, hey, listen, have you ever, have you ever considered driving a truck, maybe? We could really do with you right now. I think they've sent letters to, like, firefighters and the police and soldiers and ambulance drivers. Anyone that drives a, a vaguely large vehicle, they've written to to suggest they have a change of profession to become a truck driver. And you know me, I'm a a true patriot, I love my country and want to serve my country and do anything I can to help out this great nation, so let's do the patriotic thing right now and offer up our services to the government driving trucks. It's the right thing to do. In the hour of need, we heard their plea, we judged their call, we delivered the goods to the people. That's what we need to do today. So, um, I guess first question, can you drive a truck? I suspect the answer to that is no. Uh, I mean, if you can drive a truck, please do get in touch, but I I don't, you probably can't even drive a car, never mind a a massive heavy goods vehicle. So that's, that's out of the equation, but are there other transferable skills that you might be able to use to learn to drive a truck? Um, for example, I, I mean, I ride a bike, but I'm sure riding a bike isn't that different to driving a truck. I can actually drive a car as well, but the less said about my driving experience is the better, probably. But I can do that. What other what other random skills do I have that might mean I'm a good truck driver? Um, oh, okay. When I'm on those like office chairs, you know, the ones that go up and down, I always like sitting in quite a high position, just like truck drivers who obviously have to sit in a high position because they're like, you know, kings of the road. So this is my skill set. This is my CV. What about you? Are there any skills you might have if you can't drive a truck that might suggest you you could probably learn? Because you know, these are desperate times, people. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So what have you got? Let me know, and I'll pass your details on to to Boris. 07807 183538 is my number. 07807 183538. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or on Twitter, Instagram, all of them. Uh, At Wiz Radio is where you can find us. Slide into those DMs. Any skills you might possibly have that could be vaguely connected to being a truck driver, just so you can help out and, you know, do your your service for the country. God save the Queen. You let me know. We'll solve this crisis in a minute. But first, this is Ed Sheeran and Shivers on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Justice Bennett's Bad Day, Wizard Radio. And Ed Sheeran Shivers was before that. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that. Coming up, uh, what's going on? And also, 
Uh, we'll talk about screws. It'll be more interesting than it sounds, I promise. But first, there is a national crisis at, at hand. Um, the small matter of the HGV driver shortage. I'm sure it's been on your radar. There's been no chicken. There's been no petrol. It's all a big mess. And the government is so desperate, they're literally... They're calling in the army, for one thing. And they're writing letters to people who do other very important jobs, like drive fire engines, to say, have you ever considered, you know, driving driving lorries? Uh, that's how desperate they are. If only there were there was some other solution where they could get more truckers back into the country. Anyway, um, you know, we need British solutions. This is a British problem, and we need British solutions. So we'll just ask you to volunteer your services, basically. I know you probably can't drive a truck, but you, know, you can learn. You might have other skills that are a bit like driving a truck. Uh, like Mia, um, can't even drive a car, she says. So I definitely can't drive a truck, but I have a skill that would make me a great truck driver. I can sit still for hours doing absolutely nothing. I don't know how I'm able to achieve it, but basically every day after school, I can just sit there on my bed doing nothing, wasting hours. It's not even like I'm watching Netflix or anything like that. I just literally sit doing nothing, staring at the ceiling as the hours fly by. Is that basically what it's like to be a truck driver? Oh, Mia, don't don't cross truckers. You do not want to make an enemy of truck drivers. I mean, look, look what's happened already. The country's on its knees because there aren't enough truck drivers. Imagine if they hear what you just said and they're like, fine, if we're not appreciated, we'll just stop. And then then what? So I'm going to I'm going to come and defend the truckers here and say, no, sitting and doing nothing all day is not what it's like to be a truck driver. And they have a very important job. And actually, they need to like concentrate and focus because they're driving for, for a long time. They've got to keep everyone on the road safe. So I'm sure you would make a fine truck driver, Mia, but not just because you're good at sitting for hours doing nothing. <laughs> I feel like that would upset truck drivers. But I appreciate the sentiment. Tom says, this is nothing to boast about, Alec, but I can hold in a Wii for hours. You see, this this is the useful skills we're talking about. Uh, Tom says, there's been more than one occasion where I've got to school in the morning, I've, I've needed a Wii, but then I've not actually done that Wii until I got back home after school. Any doctor would tell you, this is a very bad idea. <laughs> but what are you meant to do when your school toilets are gross? I wouldn't even need to wee in a bottle whilst I was driving. I can just hold it in until we get to the next service station. I mean, I've been to a fair few service stations in the UK, Tom, over the years. and Their toilets aren't much better. Sometimes. You know, my favourite ones are the ones where they've got the smiley faces as you go out. And you have to push the button to say whether you were happy. Which is like the green smiley face. Kind of meh. Which is the orange neutral face. Or angry which is the red face with your experience in the toilet um so as long as you're only going to the the smiley face toilets then you're probably fine but that's that is a skill that's impressive because yeah one of the other things i've been reading about that is a problem that truckers face they have to wee in bottles like on the side of the road that's not fun that's not fair tom won't have that problem because he can just hold it in for upwards of seven hours you're right in that that is not very healthy, but it's a skill. And at this at this moment in time, you know, the country's desperate. We need you. I'm willing to sacrifice your bladder for the greater good of getting the, the petrol pumps back up and running. 
So thank you for your contribution, Tom. I'll pass that on with your iron bladder. Iron bladder, man. Uh, and Olivia says, I don't know if this is a transferable skill. More a mutual love because I love service stations. The past two years, me and my family have gone on staycations for our summer break. And honestly, the best part for two years in a row has been the service stations. Where else can you get Starbucks, Mackey's, buy a magazine at WH Smith and a packet of Haribo for the journey, all without walking more than 10 steps? It's a good point. And there are some lovely service stations across the UK too. What a life it would be to just be able to live in service stations. <laughs> oh, where to begin with that? Yeah, I mean, I was talking about the, the smiley face on the toilets, but yeah, there's a lot going on in service stations. I think my favourite, is that the right word? My favourite bit about service stations is when you're walking to the toilets, when you're on the way, like the corridor that leads up to them, there's usually like a, a leather or pleather massage chair <laughs> and you can put money in and sit in the chair and it'll like vibrate and give you a massage and you always walk past it and think who's actually doing that has anybody ever used that chair for a massage just sat there just outside of the toilets enjoying the smell and being relaxed i don't think so so that's one of my favorite bits what else you got the gaming arcade so you know that'd be entertaining and yes you've got all the shops Usually selling stuff at quite a hefty markup. Just saying, um, but it would be a really okay existence. You could buy one of those those neck pillows to sleep on, or check in at like the. It's always the Days Inn, it's called, which is like the weird service station hotel. Again, I, I wonder who, what kind of person stays in those places, and you know, business, pleasure, other. Who knows? I I, I am fascinated by that world, but. Yeah, that is a good mutual love. You would be right at home, Olivia, in the trucking world, uh, as you are such a service station connoisseur, this station. <laughs> well, I think we've all done our bit here. I'll pass all these details on. I'll see you behind the wheel of a heavy goods vehicle very soon. And keep on trucking, guys. Right, uh, coming up next, let's talk screws after Naked and May Miller and Polo G. Do you remember Naked? They had a song out uh, many years ago, it was like five years ago, and it was called Sensual, or at least that's what they said it was called on the radio, and it was good. And here's a new song by Naked called Better Days. This is Wizard Radio. It's Wizard Radio. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that was Naked May Miller, Polo G with Better Days. Alec Feldman here. Uh, I love, there's a number of new story genres that I really like. One of them is regrettable tattoo those are always good ones uh man gets tattoo of girlfriend days before she breaks up with him that kind of thing they're always fun another one that i like is um unexpected item in human that's always a good one uh, i remember a few weeks ago I, I probably talked about this on the show uh, a man who had a nokia 3310 removed from inside him <laughs> that was a good one and this is another one along those lines which I very much enjoy. Doctors in Lithuania find kilo of nails and screws in man's stomach. Uh, brilliant. Um, and they they had to, you know, remove them. A kilogram. Nails, screws, maybe a few nuts in there, bolts, you know, all that. Washers. All your favourite metallic fixture-related objects. Um, they found it when they were doing an x-ray of him. And they were like, 
what on earth? We've never seen anything like it. And, I mean, the impressive bit about this, it was only a month's worth. That was just one month's worth of nails and screws. A whole kilogram he'd built up already in his stomach. Um, and he'd started doing it because he tried to give up drinking. And I suppose substituted it with with screws. Okay, fine. I don't know if that's in like any recognised uh, recovery programme. But um, this is what happens. And they've had to take them all out. And I'm just interested to, to know the point at which this was discovered. Because they did an x-ray. But how did it initially be get brought to their attention? Why did they do an x-ray? Was he, was he like jangling around when he moved? Like, you know when you've got keys? A bit like this. Was he just walking around sounding like that all the time? Or were, like, were metal objects becoming attracted to his stomach, like magnetically, because of all the screws in there? I don't know. Did he walk through airport security and it went off and they couldn't work out why? Many, many questions about this. This is not healthy. Don't eat a kilogram of nails and screws. I cannot stress that enough. Not good for you. Unhealthy. Don't do it. But makes for a mildly interesting news story. You will agree? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, coming up next, what's going on is back for another week. Uh, but first, Youngblood, Fleabag, it's Wizard Radio. It's Youngblood and Fleabag on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman, and a very good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for listening to this broadcast. Uh, coming up after four o'clock, many things including a game called Vaxed or Vex but now another game a different game uh, a game we do every week a game that is called what's going on it's a very simple game because it just asks one question that one question is what is going on what's going on that's it I'll play you a little clip in a second of something happening something chaotic, something weird, something confusing. And your job, without knowing what the clip is or seeing any pictures or videos or anything, your job is to work out what's happening in that clip. Like a, I guess, reverse audio description. You get to hear it, but you need to tell me what it's actually showing. So, what you do, you hear it, I'll play it to you a couple of times, we'll do a bit of analysis, and then following that, it's all up to you. Make your guesses as wacky and silly and creative as you fancy. You know, let your imagination run wild, I'd say. That's the key thing here in what's going on. Be free. Don't be afraid to say the ridiculous, because often the real answer is more ridiculous than anything anyone can guess. But we shall see. So I'll give you the number in a second. But first, let's take our first listen to this week's clip. Wow, that is one of the most chaotic ones we've had in a while. There's lots of voices there. I can't make out a lot of what's being said, but it is chaos. So, there's. it sounds like there's a, a crowd of people gathered around. They're all cheering something on. The, the something, whatever the something is, is kind of noisy. You can hear those, like, 
sort of crashing around noises. I can't work out what they are, but that's that's what they're sort of watching. Uh, there's someone going, oh, oh my goodness. Really, he's really shocked by what he's seeing. And then other people going, ah, and screaming. But then later on, they're going, go, 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 go. And then at the end, they sort of cheer. What is happening? Can anyone explain that to me? If you can, the number is 07807183538. On email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at wizradio. What's going on? Come up with your best guess that explains what on earth is happening in this. <laughs> utter chaos so if you got any any thoughts any ideas whatsoever about what you have just heard what are you listening to if there were pictures what would they show all guesses welcome 07807183538 at wizardradio on socials and station at wizardradio.co.uk on email those are the three ways you can play along with what's going on there's no prize uh, but it doesn't really matter because nobody often gets it right anyway, so it's fine. But if you think you know, then get involved. The more the merrier. All welcome. And I'll give you the actual answer and tell you what you've just heard at about 10 to 5 this afternoon. Coming up, like I said, we've got a game called Vaxed or Vexed, plus Chatting Finster and something I've never, ever talked about from my own life on the radio before. I'll tell you about it in the next hour, so you do not want to go anywhere. Music on the way from H and Lizzo. After the news, it's four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, playing H and Avellino and Toddler T with Party Around My Place and Lizzo and Cardi B. Rumours before that. That's two songs and one, two, three, four, five people. That's overstaffed. Cut the cut the salaries. <laughs> anyway, what am I on about? It's uh, it's Alec Feldman. Hi, music coming up from Chloe and Muna and Mimi Webb. But first, uh, the COVID vaccine. It's brilliant. I've I I like it so much. I've had two jabs, two two of them. Pfizer it's doing its job so far, and it's a a real uh, not medical miracle because it's science in it, but a real medical triumph I think just for what it's done for COVID survival rates and getting the infections down a bit, and it's great. I'm a massive vaccine fan, as we all should be. And actually, as most of us are, which is great, but there are some people in the world who are stupid and they don't want the vaccine for some bizarre reason that I don't understand. They believe weird conspiracy theories or they read rubbish on the internet and they're stupid. And because of that, they don't get a vaccine and it's very bad. And so I thought we would take a look into the world of celebrities. All your favourite celebrities, your A-listers, your B-listers, your C-listers, all of them. And find out which of them have done the right thing and got the COVID vaccine. And which of them 
have been idiots and refused basically to see whether they've they've been vaxxed or whether they're just vexed which is it let's play vaxxed or vexed it's a very simple game all you have to do is tell me whether they've had the vaccine or not what do you think do you reckon they've had it do you reckon they've turned it down it's anyone's guess what do you think you can play along at home, and I would like to play, although I haven't actually asked him, but um, I don't think he's got anything better to do. I would like to play Vaxxed or Vexed with James Gilmore. Hello. Oh, would you now? Would Welcome. You do you want to play now. Vaxxed or Vexed? I should have asked before, but I forgot. It's fine. I guess you've kept me hostage anyway. Exactly. You're here. You might as well get involved. I might as well get involved. Come on, let's play this game. Okay. Vaxxed or Vexed, you just tell me whether they've had the vaccine or whether they haven't, and they're, they're vexed. Number one, there's lots of rumours flying about, about Strictly Come Dancing professionals. There's apparently three who are refusing to get the vaccine. But is Oti Mabusi one of them? Is she vaxxed or vexed? I mean, I know nothing about Oti... Is her name Mabusi? Yeah. I, I know nothing about her. Um, but I have seen her actually on quite a lot of other TV shows. I don't watch Strictly myself, but um, I'm not much of a fan of the Foxtrot. But I am. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say because I feel like I have seen her on TV quite a lot. I'm gonna say she's vaxxed. You think she's vaxxed? So you don't think she's one of the the dancers who won't get it? Yeah, I don't think she is. I know nothing about this, but just my gut is telling me. You're actually. Correct. She oh, has fantastic. gone on record publicly to tell everyone that she has had the COVID-19 vaccine, so you can rule her out. Well done, Amazing. OT. One point to you. Next up, the nation's sweetheart, the man that captured the hearts of all of us this summer. He has a lovely waistcoat, but is that so he can roll up his sleeves easily to receive the COVID-19 vaccine? It's Gareth Southgate. Is he vaxxed or vexed? <laughs> I literally thought you were going to say Captain Tom. And I was like, Alec, <laughs> this is in very poor taste. I mean, he, I, I, you know what? I'm not sure he actually did have it in the end. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Gareth oh, Southgate. Southgate I, I think he has. Yeah, of course he has. He's Gareth Southgate. He can do no wrong. Mm. He'd never not get the vaccine. Yes. Gareth Southgate is vaxxed. Next up. She's a country singer from the deep south in America, where a lot of people have guns and vote Republican, but is Dolly Parton vaxxed or vexed? Dolly Parton... Wait, I think this is a trick question. Dolly Parton helped to fund the vaccine. So, that would tell me that she isn't sceptical, but I feel like I may have seen an article about her where she said she was, like, holding off until people more at risk. But I oh, might be on. making you... all of this up. Have you just thrown a spanner in the works? Um, I, as far as I'm aware, given that she, she did, you're right, okay, you're so she's very vaxxed. correct, she did fund the vaccine. She's vaxxed. So I'm assuming she's vaxxed, but I might, I might be, I have these very vivid dreams, Alec, so it might be one of them. Uh, uh, no, no, that does ring a bell, but she had it on the 3rd of March 2021, so Dolly Parton right. is vaxxed. There we go, so Dolly Parton is, is vaxxed. That's three for three so far. This is rare, I'm rarely this good. Next up. Dua Lipa is a huge international pop star. 
and she's dating Anwar Hadid. Is he vaxxed or vexed? Oh, okay. I was going to say, um, I think Dua Lipa would be. I was going to say the other Dua Lipa, Rita Ora. I, I, I just can't <laughs> predict her. Oh, we know what she's like. Anwar Hadid. I feel like he, you know, he's got that bad boy thing going on he barely sleeps out as as as, he doesn't look vaccined so i'm gonna say he's vexed you're actually correct he is vexed he said he'll he'll refuse to get it um he'd rather do it naturally than um get the vaccine and do it unnaturally whatever that means whatever that means okay so four for four four for four so far next this man is sort of, in many ways, the spiritual leader of the anti-vax movement. But is former US President Donald Trump vaxxed or vexed? He's vaxxed. He is vaxxed. He's vaxxed. A lot of his supporters aren't, but he is. Yeah. I think he got booed at a rally not long ago for encouraging people to get vaccinated. Yeah, I know. Alec, five for five. You're good at this. I'm good at this. And finally, um, she she does lots of voices. She's going to be featuring, I believe, on the upcoming Jesse Nelson solo oh, single. But is Nicki Minaj vaxxed or vexed? You know what? I have been waiting five rounds of this game for you to ask me about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Got Minaj is infinitely, infamously vexed. She is infamously vexed. I think she's going or already has gone to the White House to talk about it. But for the time being... Nicki Minaj, to our knowledge, is vexed and has not had the COVID-19 vaccine mm. because she doesn't want her balls to swell up. So, well, you we know go. what? If I was Nicki Minaj, I'd also not want my balls to swell up. Are you an anti-vaxxer? Is that what you're saying? Nope. I'm just saying Nicki Minaj's balls is all she's got. Quite. Uh, well, that was vaxxed or vexed. You got f- well, six out of six. Many congratulations. Thank you. Thank you know your celebrity vaccines. Let's do this again sometime. Or, or, you know what, let's let's not. This is Chloe and Have Mercy on Wizard Radio. Chloe and Have Mercy on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. Hi. Um, I love a boomer who, who doesn't quite understand technology. It's always really funny watching them try. And at the moment, in America, and actually in the UK a bit as well, what politicians love doing is dragging loads of social media bosses up in front of them to basically ask them questions. Because, you know, social media, as, as fun as it is, it's probably quite bad for many, many things. I think we've talked about this on the show before. You know, bad for democracy, bad for mental health, all that. And so the politicians are like, oh, we should do something about this. And they're calling up all these, these like, Facebook bosses and Instagram people. Nick Clegg, who used to be the Deputy Prime Minister of the UK, he now works for Facebook. He's having a bit of a hard time. And they get them in. And they just ask them questions. And they're like, why, why are you doing this? Are you going to stop doing this? What does this mean? Um, but the questions, they're never quite... They don't quite understand what they're asking about. That's the problem. Because a lot of politicians are, should we say, older. And they don't really know what it is they're investigating. They just fear it a bit. And this has never been clearer than in this, this video that's um, come out this week from America. It's a U.S. senator called Richard Blumenthal. I want... What is he a Republican? I bet he's a Republican. Although, maybe... Maybe he's, he's a Democrat, does it say? Can I find out anywhere quickly? Um, I'll get back to you on that one. 
But Richard Blumenthal, he's, he's interviewing uh, somebody who works for Instagram. And he's asking a question about something called Finsta. Now, you, you probably know what a Finsta is. Everybody's got their Instagram account. But then a lot of people, I don't because I can't be bothered, uh, they'll have a second Instagram account called their Finsta. It's like fake Insta, which is like another profile where they put loads of ugly pictures or silly pictures or memes. But they want to keep that separate from the main so that, you know, you can have different followers of both. So that's, that's, that's what Finsta is, right? You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. But Richard Blumenthal doesn't know that. Listen to what he asked this person who's like the global head of safety for Facebook. This is what he said. Will you commit to ending Finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually, we don't actually do, do Finsta. Finsta is one of your products or services. We're not talking here about Google or Apple. It's Facebook, correct? Finsta is slang for, for a type of account. Okay, it's will not, you end that type of account? We, I, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. Oh, man. That's... <laughs> makes your toes curl. He just doesn't know what he's on about. He just... <laughs> will you commit to ending Finster? Um, I've, I've Googled, by the way. Richard Blumenthal, he's, he's a Democrat, actually, uh, not a Republican. And he's one of the wealthiest members of the Senate with a net worth of over $100 million. See, money money can buy you lots of things, but it can't teach you what a finster is, clearly. The best thing about this, if we can hear this again, it's the gap, because I haven't edited this. I've done nothing, I mean, I've edited it a bit, but I haven't edited this gap. The gap between him asking the question and her answering where she's just like, what the hell is he on about? Listen to this, just count it. Will you commit to ending Finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually... That's like six actually... seconds. A six second gap where she's just like... What did he just ask me? Will I commit to ending Finsta? I mean, I think we should get t-shirts made. Start rallies. Start a petition. Do a protest in, in like London or Manchester. End Finsta now! Hashtag end Finster. We need we need to all get together to end this this terrible terrible thing. Oh, Richard, you you cute old man. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. End Finster. End Finster. Uh, this is Moona and Silk Chiffon on Wizard Radio. Moona with Silk Chiffon on Wizard Radio. Phoebe Bridges on that song as well. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi 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 hi. 60 second guide is coming up because we're playing Mimi Webb and I'm going to tell you a bit about her first. Uh, that's on the way. And we'll talk about... No, we won't. We'll, <laughs> we'll do what's going on before the end of the show. But now, a bit of my life that I've never really talked about before. I've just sort of <laughs> ignored it, basically. Never talked about it on the radio. I've been doing this on a Saturday afternoon for over four years. And this is the one thing I've never, never really mentioned. Um, partially because it's not that interesting. And partially just because, you know, I feel like some things it's quite nice to keep to yourself. But now, um, <clears throat> my life has changed somewhat. And I think it's more interesting to use this part of my life for content. So that takes precedent. So, have you ever noticed, you probably haven't, but in all the time I've been doing this show, I don't think I've ever really talked to you about my... 
<laughs> my love life. I don't know how interested you would be in that, but we've never really talked about it, right? Because I just never come up. You know what? Shall I tell you a secret? This is quite impressive, right? This is this is a cool fact. Um, for the two two and a half of the five uh, the four years this show has been on the radio, I had a girlfriend. Never told you about it. Kept it secret, eh? You see, you see, you never knew. I just, just didn't mention it. But that that was a thing that happened and it is now no longer happening. And so um, now that's no longer happening, um, even though you never knew it was happening in the first place. Um, I'm, I'm sort of trying to work out, you know, what, what do I do now then? This is, this is interesting. It, it hasn't been happening for some months, but only now I'm sort of thinking about what happens next. And so I've done... I've done the sort of the obvious, and I don't know how I feel about myself doing this, but I have signed up to Tinder. Um, I mean, tell you what, that's a great way to hate your life, being on Tinder. Um, kind of a waste of time. It's, it, it, the odds are stacked against you, I think, as a man, unfortunately. Um, there are far more men on it than women. So it's it's not, not an amazing time, but occasionally something might slip through the net. They might swipe right on you by accident or something. And I did something for the first time ever this week. You see, um, this is something I've never, ever talked about on the radio before. This is new. We've been on for four years and we're doing new things. That's exciting. I went on a Tinder date this week. I've never done it before. Haven't really been on a great deal of, I guess, dates, I suppose. But I've never been on a Tinder date. And I went on my first one ever this week with someone I matched with. And we'd been messaging for a few days. And I was like, yeah, they seem cool. And so... I was like, do you want to get a drink or something? So, on, when was it? Wednesday afternoon, I met a total stranger that I matched with on Tinder. Um, it was an interesting experience. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't the best date in the world, I don't think. <laughs> um, I don't think there'll be another one. Um, I, I don't particularly want there to be another one. Uh, without wanting to be too mean. She, she probably didn't think much of me either, but she's just a bit boring. Really, really, really boring. You know, you know when people just don't, don't, don't give you much. You're trying to chat and you don't, you don't get much. There's nothing. You don't, you know, you don't have anything in common. You can't really have a laugh about anything because there's not much. You know, you try and be funny and they just look at you, and they give you what I call the look, where they go, right, and they just look at you in a slightly confused way. I get that a lot from people, and I, I was getting that on my Tinder date on Wednesday. Um, at various points, actually, including when uh, Chris Whitty came up. You know how much Chris Whitty means to me. I love Chris Whitty, the UK's chief medical officer. She she didn't like him. She said she thought he looked weird. She said, and I quote, the chief medical officer shouldn't look unwell. What a mean thing to say about Chris Whitty. And I sort of laughed like, oh, that's, that's a funny joke. But it, it wasn't a joke. She genuinely thought that and she didn't like Chris Whitty. And that, I mean, that's already a bit of a deal breaker, you know. I, if they don't like Chris Whitty, come on. Um, what else? What else? Oh, um, this, this was, I think, a particular low point in conversation. Um, we're talking about the fact that, you know, it's winter and I don't get a great deal of daylight. And, you know, how I really like vitamin D. And she was like, well, you could just take vitamin D supplements. And I was like, yes, I suppose I could, yes. Um, I do take take multivitamins, so that's okay. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And and then I was like, well, this is a bit of a dead end, isn't it? <laughs> where, where do we go from here? What do I say from here? And do you know what I came out with in this slightly dead end conversation? I said, 
So what's your favourite vitamin? What's your favourite vitamin? Why did it say that? What a stupid question to ask. What a boring question to ask. No wonder it was boring and awkward. I was asking rubbish questions. She was giving rubbish answers. By the way, her favourite vitamin was vitamin C. Just in case you're interested. Um, because it's in oranges and satsuma. Yeah, alright, cool. Yeah, good choice. And, you know, she she naturally asked me back because it's, it's rude not to. And uh, my favourite vitamin, in case you're wondering, is multi. So, uh, what's your favourite vitamin? 078... No, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> what I do want, because this is something we've never explored on the show before, because basically I've just never talked about it. So, let's let's open up this can of worms. Give me date stories. Have you ever been on a date? I hadn't really, until not that long ago, but have you ever been on one? Got any funny stories? That's basically all I've got. We've never done this before. This is new. So, let's give it a go. Funny, boring, awkward date stories. Anything you want, send it my way. Tell tell your uncle, Alec, okay? Uh, I'm not your uncle. 07807183538. That's my number. 07807183538. Uh, on email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. And on social media, it's at wizradio. So, yeah. Boring, funny, awkward, weird date stories, please. Can it get any worse than... So, so what's your favourite vitamin? <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be hurrying on any more Tinder dates. I don't think. Uh, Mimi Webb is coming up, and I would like to tell you more about Mimi Webb because she's new. She's a new artist, and you might not know much about her yet. So let me help you discover her. Bond with Mimi Webb through the medium of facts. Here's a 60-second guide to Mimi Webb. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up. 60-second guide. Mimi Webb is a sociologist and economist whose work focuses primarily on work. She's fascinated by all things labour, human labour, robot labour, unpaid labour, emotional labour. She's interested in all of it. She's particularly interested in how work can be better used to improve the quality of all of our lives whilst getting rid of its more negative aspects. One of the biggest areas she focuses on in research is the working week. Why do most people work from 9am until 5pm, Monday to Friday? Is this really the most efficient way to organise our time? That's what Mimi investigates. Why should work be the primary focus of the average person's day? Uh, one of the alternative models she's been coming up with is actually the 24-5 theory, which suggests that the work week is actually 24 hours a day, 5 days a week because it's even more skewed towards work than we'd ever imagine. Even when you're not at work, you're thinking about work, you're switched on, you're stressed, you're worried, even when you're sleeping. And this is what Mimi Webb is critiquing here in 24-5, and that is Mimi Webb in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard playing Baby Queen and Narcissist with Mimi Webb 24-5 playing before that. It's Alec Feldman on till five. Then it's Miles and Sam Fender is coming up next. But I've just I've just shared something. I've just revealed something. Well, two things really. That I've never we've never talked about on the show before. We've we've talked about like everything. We've covered everything. Basically everything that's happened in my life for the last four years has been on this show. Except my love life. That's been that's been off limits until now. Um, you know, had a, had a secret girlfriend for <laughs> two and a half years and didn't tell you. Fine. Got dumped, didn't tell you. And now I went on a Tinder date and I told you about that. Because it was it was rubbish. My first ever Tinder date and I had a, not a horrible time. Just, you know, have no desire to do it again. Um, it culminated, well, peaked really. Or maybe peak is the wrong word. 
uh, in me asking her what her favourite vitamin is. She likes tea, I like malty. I mean, you know, what more can I say? <laughs> Clearly not meant to be. We don't share a favourite vitamin in common. Um, but I just wanted some dating stories because this is, this is a whole new world to this show that we've never, ever talked about. So, you know, let it all out. Let's go. Welcome to the new, <laughs> the new me. Um, ben says, just before the pandemic ruined my life, well, yeah, all of ours, um, I went on a date with this girl in my year at school and it was so awkward. I don't know why it was awkward. It just, it just was, even though we saw each other literally every single day at school. But when you're sitting in a restaurant with her eating a meal, couldn't think of anything to talk about. I'm not even over-exaggerating. Most of the evening, we just sat there on our phones, eating pizza, not actually talking. It taught me the very important life lesson of preparing some questions beforehand in case the conversation is dead. Oh, Ben, yes, prep is important. You need to prep things. You need your content, you know. Like, think of it as, like, doing a radio show. I don't know if you've ever done a radio show before, but, you know, you can't just show up and talk about things. You need, you need a list of, of all the things that you want to talk about, and then you can come on and talk about it. Do your prep. Get your content ready, and then you can just wheel it all out. Be like, hey, I've got a really funny story about this, but next, I'm going to tell you about a man who ate... Unbelievable. I open up to you. Oh, that was Olivia Rodrigo and Brutal, by the way. I open up to you about something I've never talked about on the radio before, and what happens? My internet goes, nah... No, we don't care. Not interested. Shut up. And uh, cuts me off. In my prime. Very rude. So, as I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted, I read out Ben's message. He went on a date, um, but hadn't prepped any conversation topics, and they had nothing to say, and spent the whole time on their phones eating pizza. Bad. Do your prep. Have a list of content. Think of it like you're doing a show on the radio, and, you know, have all your, your things lined up, and then... You'll be okay, you can just move on. It's like, right, we've talked about dates now, let's move on to talking about a man who's eaten a load of screws, etc, etc. Prep is, is crucial. Uh, Yasmin has said, I went on a Bumble date when I was too young to be on Bumble. Alright, well, I won't tell anyone, I suppose. Um, she says it was a complete disaster. Obviously, on these apps, you get to choose whatever picture you want. So you can make yourself look however you want to look. Basically, we both catfished each other. In my pictures, I looked older than I was, and in his pictures, he looked semi-good looking. But when he turned up to the Starbucks, we both looked at each other, and we both just just knew. We gave each other a look that said, "Nah, nah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work." Instead of just walking away, though, we did sit in awkward conversation for two hours. You know what? I found that on my my Tinder date. You almost don't want to leave too soon because that does look a bit rude. So like, we had a drink, a, a lemonade, right? And then, even though by the end of the first lemonade, it was apparent that probably not not vibing, you almost feel an obligation to go go for a second one, just like a courtesy one, so it doesn't look rude if you leave after one. You know what I mean? So yeah, the two two hours of awkward conversation. Ah, it's not it's not a fun world out there. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Didn't ask for any of this, but here we are. Um, Gabriel says. I worked out, I've been stood up more times than I've actually been on dates, which isn't that many anyway, so that's a very depressing statistic. My favourite story of being stood up is when my date actually walked past me with someone else, completely ignoring my existence. I have shockingly bad luck. Oh, okay, come here, man. Just give you a radio, a radio hug. I'm just, I'm hugging, I'm hugging my microphone because that's made me sad. Um, 
one day, one day somebody won't stand you up and they will actually show up and they'll be like, wow, what a, what a top bloke. So there we go. Th- that was dating stories. Since when do we do dating stories on this show? Well, since since now, apparently. This is a whole new thing that I'm, I'm trying out. Um, I think that was a moderate success other than my internet getting sick of the sound of my voice and cutting me off in the middle. But we got some bonus Olivia Rodrigo, so... Um, nothing to complain about there. Right, um, because we got bonus Olivia Rodrigo, instead of playing another song, let's go straight into what's, what's going on, going or as I like to call it. So, this is the bit of the show where I play you a clip and you have to work out what is happening in the clip. Um, the clip is confusing, the clip is chaotic. It's not immediately obvious what is happening. That's why it's a fun game. You just have to guess. Use your imagination. Rack those brain cells. Be creative and let your your dreams run wild. Um, And it's a fun one this week because it is completely ridiculous. The real answer is ridiculous. But even just the audio is equally ridiculous. So before we get into your guesses, let's have a reminder of what the clip was this week. Wow, chaos. You've got clapping, you've got cheering, you've got screaming, you've got some weird banging noise as well. A man going, oh, oh, no, oh, wow. It's just utter chaos. What do you you reckon it is? What could possibly explain all of that? Let's try and find out. Penny has been on. Hello, Penny. Um, I think this is a clip of a woman on a big water slide that's broken down whilst she's on it. There's a lot of noise. It sounds a bit like a mechanical structure breaking. And I think that is a woman who's screaming in the clip. I also think I can hear some kind of water in the background. I don't really know what's going on, but that's my guess. Okay. Very interesting. Water slide. No, I don't think there's any water involved in this, actually. If anything, there should be some water involved, but there isn't. Which doesn't really give away much, but it'll all make sense in a minute. Yeah, no water, not a water slide, nothing breaking down. Not really a mechanical structure involved either. Um, So all in all, Penny is miles away. But thank you for your guess anyway, I appreciate it. Uh, Robbie, this sounds like an obstacle course, but a really good one. Uh, Not exactly total total wipeout, because, you know, that's, that's nothing, that's easy. This sounds like a proper, difficult, chaotic obstacle course. There's nails, there's shards of glass. People get genuinely hurt from taking part. Um, I think this because people are cheering somebody on. There's a lot of screaming. I heard someone saying, go, 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 which sounds like the encouraging word you'd give someone whilst they do an obstacle course. I hope they completed it successfully. It sounds like they did well. Um, that's not, it's not a million miles away. That's like my catchphrase. <laughs> I didn't realise I had a catchphrase, but my catchphrase on what's going on a lot of the time is, eh, you're not a million miles away. But, Robbie, you're not a million miles away. I've always wanted a game show catchphrase. Finally, after after four years, I've got one. Um, in a way, yes. It's like an obstacle course. Um, there is a genuine risk of, of injury here. So that's where you're right. There aren't nails and shards of glass, but you could get seriously hurt by what's going on. Possibly even killed. 
um, there is like a, yeah, there's a crowd who are cheering someone on and encouraging them. Yeah, all correct. But it's not an obstacle course as such. But you're close. You're along the right lines. You've, you've sniffed out the right thing. So well done, Robbie. Hannah says, this is somebody trying to beat a mechanical bull. It all makes sense. Mechanical bulls, they start easy. Then they get really difficult, seemingly out of nowhere. When you hear the screaming and the crashing, that's when the mechanical ball goes crazy. And I think I heard someone say, hands in, or something like that. Which is good advice for a mechanical bull. And also the clapping at the end sounds like the person did quite well on the bull. I love that. I love those mechanical bulls. I've never been on one. Are they an American thing more than a British thing? I, I don't know, possibly. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Those, like, bulls that bounce around and you have to try and hold on. I like this guess a lot. It's not quite what's happening, but between you and Robbie, you are close. Um, because there is there is sort of something going crazy and a whole crowd watching going, <gasps> but he's not riding a mechanical bull. It is an animal, though. Not a mechanical animal. <laughs> Can't talk. Not a mechanical animal. Mechanical animal. Mechanical animal. Mechanical animal. Yeah. But it's a live animal. A real animal that should be in water, but isn't. Okay. Are you ready to, to find out? So, this is a news story that concerns Florida man. You might be familiar with Florida man. He gets up to a lot. But this particular Florida man is in his front garden and his family are there and he's trying to catch something with a wheelie bin the thing he's trying to catch with a wheelie bin is an animal the animal is a crocodile and so what, what's happening basically he's got his wheelie bin on its side on the ground the lid open and there's a crocodile on the ground snapping away and what he's trying to do is basically scoop up the crocodile and get it into the wheelie bin and close the lid so that he can, you know, keep everyone safe from the crocodile. Because if any of the children's books I read when I was younger are to be believed, crocodiles like to eat humans. And that's not good. So, this man, literally on his own, just a man in his bin, managed to capture a crocodile in a wheelie bin whilst it's, like, snapping. How amazing. And that's what you're hearing. So all the screams of the people literally watching the action unfold as it happens. How amazing. And that is what's going on for this week. Thank you, everyone, for getting involved. Well done. I've loved your guesses as ever. And this has been a very fun show. I've had a lovely time. You are great, as always. Let's do it again next Saturday from 3 till 5. And don't forget, there's a podcast. If you missed anything, Alec Feldman, the podcast, the whole show just gets chopped up. All the songs go out, and it's just the talky bits. It's wherever you get your podcasts from. Miles Mikulski is coming up next. And my last song today is getting me very excited because tomorrow I'm going on a trip. This is another thing I've done because I'm bored. I'm going to Newcastle and this man is the king of the northeast. It's Sam Fender, last song today, Spit of You on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 